0: Daddy, lady
1: the book club of love, 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 love.
0: office hours hey vr elizabeth hi
1: barbara Anne,
0: how are you i'm okay how are you i'm a little uh, under the weather that's why we're sitting 10 feet apart yeah
1: i am really excited about next week tell me I have lined up this project for myself that I'm really excited about. Okay. Um, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about it. On Monday, I'm going to congress.gov slash members slash find dash your dash representative. And I'm gonna put in my zip code and find my two senators and rep. And then I'm gonna call with this little speech. Okay, you ready for this? It's so fun. Hello, my name is Vera. Uh, from city-state slash zip code, and I'm calling to insist my congressional representative prioritize expanding the
0: Supreme Court. Totally. I know, yeah.
1: yeah. So anyway, what are you up to? Uh, Oh, it's going to be so easy, by the way, because I've done it before for gun control and, like, that type of stuff. So it's like, and it takes, like, three seconds.
0: Do you get nervous? Because I actually, I called recently for gun control, and I was a mess.
1: It doesn't matter. When you read this little thing, and I, you know, maybe I'll even just put this up. You know you just read it all you do is read it it doesn't matter like sometimes you're only leaving a message but the thing is like you're talking to a human being and like once you do it because i hate talking to people i won't even answer the door if takeout is coming like my husband has to do it i really hate talking to people but this is so important that i'm just doing it and i read the script and it, it 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 goes so quickly And then I feel really good because I've actually done something that's not like liking a post or
0: like. Well, talk about how this makes a difference.
1: Well, your representative has to make a list of all the information that they get. So if they, because they will probably ask you for a little bit more information about yourself sometimes, you Mm -hmm. know, of course, in my script, you're already giving your name and your zip code, but they have to compile all this information. And if they want to get reelected, then they have to do what you're saying.
0: They go for whatever the most calls are about. That's where they have to prioritize. So they're not doing it out of the goodness of their Heart. They're doing it because they want to be reelected.
1: Yes, they really want to be reelected. So you're basically forcing their hand to take care of this stuff. Yep. It is pretty amazing. So, yeah, and it's one of those things that you can do that actually has an impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can give money and I've given a lot of money before, but you don't really know where that's going. Your uh, representatives actually spend a huge amount of time in office fundraising because they want to get reelected. Yep. And this is a way to tell them that are, it doesn't matter how much money you're going to be raising. If I don't like what you're doing, you're not going to get reelected. Yep, It is like so cool. Anyway, so that's what I'm going to do on Monday. Um, and then once you have these numbers for your reps in this little this little script, you can just do it for whatever you want. But let's just focus on one thing right now. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like some people think like, okay, like, does this really apply to me? And I'm like, do you take birth control, for example? Do you know that an IUD, all it does is once the embryo has formed because the sperm and egg have met, an IUD keeps it from implanting. But according to some of the Christian fundamentalists in our government, you've already created a person, so you won't be able to have an IUD anymore. Um, And then, you know, other forms of birth control are after that. Um, Yeah, so if you like your contraceptive, this will apply to you. If you love the gay people in your life and you want them to be able to actually have relationships, not have their relationships criminalized. Or if you uh, would like them to be able to stay married, we need to expand the court. And if you ever think that you might need like some type of fertility treatment, you know, like an IUI, an IVF this also applies to you. All of this applies to you, because these are all things that Clarence Thomas has stated are next on the list for getting rid of. The one thing he said he wouldn't go after uh, was the loving decision.
0: Because he's married to a white woman.
1: Because that legalized interracial relationships. But you know what? There's a senator that just responded to Barack Obama's tweet about what's just happened with a let's do Brown versus Board of Education next. So basically, there are senators that now have just taken off their masks, taken off that Klan robe and said, we don't want integration anymore. We don't want black people and white people to be together. This is very, very real. Anyway, Barbara, what are you up to? What are you up to
0: this week? I know you're a little under the weather. (laughs) We, we we started this with, I don't think we should talk about... <laughs> and then
1: I did. Yeah. I just, I did, yeah. But I did it in an upbeat way. Yes, I know it's important, Vera. Very important. Um, Do you have anything positive to say, Barbara?
0: Vera, sometimes we feel like we're um, putting this this podcast out into just a black void, Right. No, because you check our our um, I see blueberry our numbers. Yeah. yeah, we're doing all right. We're doing good. When I'm not checking, plus we got like our Jeremy's. We have some fucking amazing people that like us. I know
1: we really. We only have the one Jeremy actually, yeah. but we 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 have, got our Mallory's. We got yeah.
0: a Prees, We got we got some really awesome people. We have um. We got a bowtie Jewashes. We got a wait. I gotta say this. Yeah. We have Rod coming. <laughs> <laughs> wait! No! 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 <laughs> Sicko! Oh no! Sorry. Uh, during a, one of our office hours, I said, "Oh hi, Rod," because he'd popped on, and uh-huh. Rod had listened to it, like a month later and when I said oh hi Rod it like made him jump really he was not <laughs>
1: We we got our we got our a uh, woman in the in the UK who was keeping track of the hot dogs.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah.
1: Oh, Nottingham,
0: L. Yeah, I was at uh, the magic. I have two good things to say. I was mm-hmm. at the Magic Castle.
1: Yeah. This last week.
0: Say what the Magic Castle is for people who do not know. Okay. It's a magical arts club. It's this beautiful old Victorian mansion. In Hollywood. In Hollywood, it's you got to be a member. You got to be a member or have be invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot wear jeans, Blaine. I Jesus know. Christ. We went once
1: and. Blaine put on black jeans. He's like, "It'll be fine." And, and no, the, it was not And fine. then the bouncer is like, oh, "Hey, come over
0: here. I'm gonna let you in. Don't do it again." Yeah. All right, go on. go on. It's a it's a it's, wonderful place. It's
1: a really honor
0: to go there. And there was actually a photo of us up there at one point, there which is which is a huge crazy thing because you never have. There's never photos of anyone that's not a magician up there. But it was a digital photo that changes. Mm-hmm. And somehow our friend Doctor Lee,
1: Doctor Lee, who had a photo that he loved of. Barbara and myself dressed as French maids, like, kissing his cheek or something. I don't know what he did, what deal he made with this magician friend of his, what this guy owed him. But <laughs> Dr. Lee said, hey, come on up to the second floor. I want to show you something. And then uh, his magician friend pushed a button, and all of a sudden there's a picture of us on the wall. Yeah,
0: it was very cool. Yeah. We should have a whole episode just about Dr. Lee, a uh, fabled drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Okay, um... Oh, so I was at the Magic Castle hanging out with Irma in Irma's room. Irma is a ghost who plays the piano. Yeah. And this woman came up to me and she said, Excuse me, are you a Pabell twin? <laughs> and I was like, ah, yes. And she goes, I know you from Lucha in and the Steve Allen Theater. And oh, my God. It just made because I'd been admiring her shoes earlier. So, that oh. was, so I got to say, I really like your shoes. But she, you know, she said to me. What? She said, if I had a pen, I'd ask for your autograph. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. I love you.
1: Did I you so play? Sad. Did you play it cool, or what? Oh you yeah, did? totally. cool. Yeah, you're just like.
0: Mm. Oh really? Mm. What's um, your name
1: again? Um, I did ask her name. You should have given her an address to. And I will send you an eight by ten. Oh yes. Her? I'll have my maid yes. be sure to send you an eight by ten.
0: That's right. Okay.
1: Oh, that's so no, sweet. No, Adriana. You're, hey, what a sweet woman! Thank you, people, for who who let us know that you like us. It's it really makes a difference.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: Thank you. We appreciate you.
0: Here's something else that's cool. Yep. That will also mean a lot to you. Yep. We took a photo once at Lucha Vavoom. Mm-hmm. We were taking a photo for someone else, and this man starts backing up, backing up, backing up. We were standing on the ring. It's after the show, mm-hmm. and he was like sneaking in to get a photo with us, and mm-hmm. so I saw him. He's very tall. Yeah. So naturally, I just, from where I was on the ring, just sat on his shoulder. Yeah, of course. Just just knowing that he would be able to support my body weight. That man, his name is David Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. He goes uh, by nopaul 62 on Instagram. He's a talented artist. Mm-hmm. We connected on Instagram, and then he has so many years of us taking photos with him. I know. And it's amazing. Yeah. But he just paid me the ultimate compliment... In that he asked if his daughter could meet with me for me to give her career advice. Oh my gosh! Wow, to be a wrestler, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah. a, to be an editor.
0: No, just about networking, like oh, and, wow. and just about. And the reason he he thought of me is because of all the talk we've been doing about harassment in the workplace. Oh wow! And. I was so honored that he would ask me because I said, like, you know, we tend to get kind of dark when we're talking about all the things that can go wrong in the workplace. Yeah. And he said, I want, I want you to share that with her. Oh, wow. So I did. She's, she's in high school, and I, we talked for like an hour. And I told her specific stories about things that had gone wrong. And, you know, and she's just, she's a super smart, like, awesome young woman. And anyway, I just, like, he, he'd said, you know, that the podcast, you know he listens to the podcast he says i'm married you know the stuff the dating stuff is not going to apply to me he listens for her and he's not our only friend who listens to the podcast to be able to share information with their children yeah i think for both of us one of our greatest memories from wrestling is that time when we're doing this little salon 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 how do you say it in spanish i don't know salon in south la yeah one of our first ones and it was like We did our stuff, like it's all Mexican families, South American families. And we flew out of the ring and then we stood up and realized we're surrounded by children. Yeah, And that is the highlight, probably the highlight of my wrestling career. Well, I mean,
1: speaking of autographs, that's actually the only time I've really given autographs is to little kids. And I loved it. It was was so
0: awesome. That Yeah, it it was really cool. I, I think we're both very concerned about helping. Yeah. And if we can help a younger generation, then everything's awesome so i just wanted to share that i I thought that was the biggest compliment that is a very hopeful
1: way to end this little segment
0: yeah okay i'm a tweenie so everyone write to your reps (laughs) everyone don't find out the addresses of the justices because enough people are harassing them in their homes
1: yeah and uh, stay tuned for office hours and stay tuned for our subsequent office hours
0: Hi everyone, welcome to Office Hours with Pre Debuté. Saying my
2: name the right way. Oh yeah. I can't even say it
0: right Mais oui. <laughs> And Fifi Vera. Hello. And Bibi Barbara. And
1: how's the sound? Yay! Good. Okay, oh, okay good. Um, we
0: have tech. We have tech with us today. <laughs> we
1: actually have an audience. <laughs> so pro. We're here at Golden Poppy Market in
0: Cypress
1: Park. Not mm. Cypress Hill. That's different. Yeah, it is. Um.
0: We're not technically insane in the membrane. No, we're not. <laughs> and today we're
2: focusing on,
0: you just said, I am not, I don't identify as polyamorous. So. <gasps>
2: oh, that's okay. But look at this beautiful sign that Vera <laughs> put together. Like, it's under the umbrella, non-monogamy umbrella. It's kind of like the bi-plus umbrella down, like, we're just, sure. You know, we're bringing in the pansexuals, the polysexuals, the omnisexuals, is all under the same umbrella, so good job. Sure.
0: Okay, thank you very much. We do have a question, a rather lengthy question from a listener, we're going to get to that. Before that, I thought, you know, in honor of pride, we could just maybe talk about some early coming out experiences, or just some prideful moments in your life.
2: That would be great. I'd love... Oh, you know what? I want to hear your coming out story, Barbara.
0: Oh. It's kind of like a long... Like over the course of many decades. Good for you. (laughs) Well, I did... I was thinking back and I was thinking about like, when was the first time I was... I thought a lady was attractive. And I was like seven years old. And family friends had this giant coffee table book of... Mo- mm. Motorcycles, right? <laughs> motorcycles. <laughs> okay. Um, of Marilyn Monroe. Oh, that's <laughs> great! I love this. And there's this one photo of her where she's like naked on a red satin, and I was like, that, "That's an interesting photo." I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at that photo. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so cute. I'm, I'm gonna flip it, I'm gonna flip back to it. I'm gonna look at some more. That's a really beautiful photo. I really like that. Oh, and then like if someone walked in the room and I closed the book. So uh-huh.
1: I think oh that might be. Maybe you're just a closeted art
0: connoisseur. No, oh, no, no, no. Okay. No, no, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> and then in, co- in college, I started the bi chat group. You did? I did. I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, I, that was me. I was the B in GLBA. So yeah, and then, you know, and then girls um,
2: <laughs> our audience number is on his Instagram feed. Can you
1: please get off your cell phone here?
2: We're <laughs> doing we're trying to do a show. We're policy. trying to do a show here.
0: Thank you. <laughs> what about you? What do you have to say for yourself and your experiences?
2: I thought about a similar experience when I was a little girl. I was watching TV with my dad, and he had this big 80s color TV with like the side paneling, right? And there was this woman. She was wearing this like bustier. She was getting really upset. She was like (laughs) breathing and heaving her (laughs) breasts. I was like, (laughs) and (laughs) whoo, what is this feeling? And then I had this Barbie that I'd put a crop top on. I was like, what am I feeling? (laughs) (laughs) What (laughs) am I feeling? But uh, I guess my real coming out, because I would suppress it. I talked about it last time because of my religion. But I what used was to, your religion? I grew up Mormon. Watch under the banner of heaven. That is my life. <laughs> it's 1980s Provo, Utah. They don't call it Provo, but that's how Mormons act. Not the crazy, fundamentalist ones, but anyway, go watch them. Oh, then you'll understand. Yeah, so I grew up religious, and when I was 25, I kind of talked about this last time maybe, I was in roller derby, and roller derby's pretty queer, and <laughs> <laughs> I was on this training team and we won, and I was at this after party, and then there was this really cute girl with a pink bob that just like kind of danced over and started making out with me. I think I did tell <laughs> this story last time. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> she's so cute!" And I hadn't really thought about this. And then, and I'm making out with her. You know, it's like mean? <laughs> what,
1: what, I can't figure I it out.
2: Drunk, and I went and I, <laughs> yay! Yeah. And then I was in the ladies' bathroom. I think I did tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the women that was training me for the bout. Quartered me, kissed me in the bathroom. And I'm like, no, yes! oh. So anyway, that's kind of how I figured out that. And then I had mm-hmm. a threesome later that night and I was like, oh. You know, Wait, later that, later that night? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a
2: period at the end of that sentence. <laughs> with, uh, with a friend of mine that okay. came to support Derby, but oh no, no, it wasn't later that night. It was after another bout because my friend that knew the pink haired bob woman mm-hmm he Came and they came to another bout that we won, and then we all went home together that night. And that was my Yay. first threesome. It was like, Oh, am I doing this right? She's like, you're really good, you know what you're doing. So I felt very good.
0: You're a natural, yeah. I you had no choice but to, um, <laughs> if you're talented, you have to.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I think I know my way around the meat curtains, okay. So. <laughs>
0: around the sorry, let's, let's, around the meat curtains. Cool. well, right. I got oh, some meat
2: curtains. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just saw the back of your hair. Oh, everyone else needs to see it too. Oh, yeah, turn around. Uh like that.
1: <laughs> look that look at that oh. happy pride oh, my hair. oh
2: happy pride <laughs> Still over there audience member <laughs>
1: should we introduce our audience member no, yes! no really? maybe,
2: maybe you can join us you have been on the show before yeah. that's true yeah so
0: if we have a guest who would like to come on Vera today is going to be reading comments and keeping track of that and then we're gonna be chit chatty, Pree and I. Um, and I do have this letter
2: from a listener.
1: Hi Jerry. Hi Jeremy. Wow, it's a lot of put g- yeah. g- g- <laughs> I I
2: g- g- my glasses sucks, I cannot read it. But whatever. You can oh, okay. read it.
1: I'll <laughs> read it. Um, would anyone like to join us? I know that sounds if it sounds dirtier than it is. <laughs> 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 Oh, okay. Oh. Our audience member is telling us there's a huge delay.
0: Well, we can, you want to start with this? Then? Sure. Okay. Let's do this. So, we brought in an expert because we did our episode on The Ethical Slut. Vera and I could not figure it out. We needed her to come in because <laughs> she has way more experience. Can I ask
2: our audience member, have you read The Ethical Slut? I don't know
3: how
0: to
2: read. Oh, okay. Well, that, okay. that wraps up that.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, so we got a letter in, and I love this story, so I'm going to read it. Jump in if you have anything to say because yes. I think that might work well. She separated from her husband last year, and they were together for nine years. And after a few months, she says, I started dating via the apps. I had a bunch of fun meeting and hooking up with men and women. But once I found Field, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I still can't crack, um,
2: it's a dating app for, how would you say it? it's like for alternative relations, open relationships? I always or? thought of it as a more queer poly <clears throat> dating app, so that's why it always worked for me. I met the Ball Crusher on there, I met Lil Ham on there, I went on there with Vincent. So you have to go back and listen to our episode. Oh. Wait, hold on, Ball Crusher,
1: what, oh, Castrator. Oh, no? the Castrator!
0: <laughs> Sorry, Castrator, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm just going to fact-check the entire thing. Yeah, time. thank you. I'll be over here fact-checking. <laughs> so once she found Field, she really hit her stride. I decided to only look for couples. Why not have the full hedonistic experience for a while? I love this. It's like reading a Playboy, like <laughs> a letter to the whatever. I pretty quickly ended up with connecting with one a couple that was um, extremely hot and we had a lot in common. We were great communicators, which is amazing. <gasps> Yay! We had a super fun back and forth with lots of sexting, then we met and had an amazing experience. I honestly couldn't believe how incredible it was compared to everything I had done when I was younger. I love hearing that, because that is... I have a feeling this listener is around in the 30s or 40s, so I just,
2: yeah, it gets better. Good for you. Get out yeah. there, absolutely. You know your body better, you know what you like better. Mm-hmm. I'm not sad about being 40. This is a really great age. I completely agree. I, I had, uh, I
0: had always had fun, but this was the next level. Other details are probably relevant. They weren't looking for another partner. It was just a sexual thing for them. That's nice. Uh huh. I'm also I'm submissive, and we're going to talk about submissive and dominant in a minute. But um, in my relationship with my ex was as vanilla as it gets. I decided I wasn't going to settle for that again. That aspect of my sexuality is too important to me. Uh, in this couple, the male partner was dominant. She was bisexual and a cuckian.
2: You know, I didn't know that term until I heard it from Mallory. Maybe I understand it, but let's talk about it later. Yeah, I actually printed it out oh! because I didn't know what it was either. <laughs> it's not just pronounced cut queen, it's cut
0: queen. I don't. I have no idea. No. There's no pronunciation here. According to Wikipedia, it's the wife of an adulterous husband or partner or unmarried companions and the gender opposite of a cuckold. So it can be a fetish when the woman, the wife or whatever, is aware of her partner's activity, sometimes actively encouraging it. And derive sexual pleasure from it. It's
2: That's interesting. I hadn't heard of a cutscene, I'd heard of like a bowl who will go into, like, a marriage and fuck the wife, right? So he's usually, like, a younger man. Have you heard of this? No. That's, like, a thing on field. No, I I dated this 23-year-old bull for... I went on, like, one date with him. He's 23, but he loved being a bull. But, you know, one date will tell you, like, I don't really want to get involved with this kid. But, yeah, he liked to go into couples, and the husband would watch, and then, like, he fucked the wife, and they liked it. Oh, wow. So I see a lot of that on field. But anyway...
0: Um, did you were you like kind of interviewing him to see if he would fit with your relationship?
2: No. Oh, no This is before I met Lil Ham So okay. this is when I was just kind of dating willy-nilly and he was like 23 and cute and wanted to hook up with me And I thought that was great <laughs> <laughs> and He was really built. he did all the work <laughs>
0: Yay um, Okay, so Our encounter was wild, but it only scratched the surface. We had all sorts of things planned. So then all of a sudden I hung out with this guy I dated years ago. We'd split up because I had already planned to move away. Nothing went wrong. I was sad leaving him. We stayed friends and always had this magnetism between us. After a great night together, we started to hook up and I prefaced it with a speech that I really liked him, obviously, but I wanted to have fun and was dating a couple. She was standing by her guns, right? Yeah. She's um... like, this could be a good thing, but I have created this goal for myself. And I'm gonna say it, even though it's could
2: cost a relationship, right? Like when you say that to someone, that's, that's a big deal, right? Yeah, I really, really admire that. That is hard. Like I feel like it's part of I'm brainwashing yourself from like traditional dating patterns or Victorian mores, as I always like to go back to. But, um, yeah, I'm so happy that you stuck to your guns, Mallory. Is Mallory on right now?
0: I don't know. I don't know if Mallory's on. Um, Mallory uses the name Mallory because we were talking about first crushes. And I was like, family ties? And she's like, <laughs> fuck yes.
2: I love that, too. Like, Barbara just told me that on the way over. I was like, oh, Michael J. Fox was my first crush, so I'm glad we can, like, bond with that, Mallory.
0: And um, Kirk Cameron was Vera's first crush, but she doesn't want anyone to know that because he's a born-again Christian and a piece of shit.
1: I totally, I fucked that one up real bad. It was
0: was him and Jason Bateman were in the running, and I just...
1: All my eggs in the weird Christian basket. And bad move.
2: Bad you move. broke free of
1: that. Okay. I, st- I, I still think Jason Bateman is like super hot, so I'm gonna at least I still have
2: that. Okay. okay.
0: Okay. So they had a couple great weeks together. They grew close because they already knew each other and liked each other and stuff. And then he mentions he's having a hard time thinking about me being with another guy.
2: <laughs> that's a sentence after that. Okay.
0: Um, I understood and said I'd probably not love it if the tables were turned either.
2: Uh, I have thoughts on that, but we can go for it, it. no yeah, no no. yeah, share this thoughts now yeah. um you know, like if you wanna venture out into polyland like um or just you know not get into another monogamous relationship, you gotta I'm glad that you're communicating with each other, but I don't know, you gotta really think about it, you know my <laughs> (laughs) therapist says that I'm avoidant but I don't really see a problem with that as long as you (laughs) communicate well and you're like look this is what I want I'm seeing a couple I want to remain single have a sexual relationship. I don't see anything wrong with being avoidant, but it sounds like you were both kind of like going for each other. But then this is also, it conflicts with what you wanted to do with your life. And I've been there as well. Like if you want to just keep fucking around, it's harder when you're in a monogamous relationship. Personally, I say don't do it. Don't get in a relationship. If you, like, have been married for many years, and then you want to go screw around with women, you want to go screw around with couples, if you fall in love with a cis straight dude, it's going to make it really hard. Especially if you want to have experiences with queer men who want to be pegged. Like, that's not going to happen if you're in a monogamous relationship with a straight guy. Like, if you... Those experiences are beautiful. I love pegging. So, I think you should get out there, you should say, hey, sorry, let's pump the brakes, like Lil' Ham used to say, and um, I'm sorry, but I have more exploring to do. This is my opinion. Well,
0: I mean, but that's kind of the, the way the letter goes. She really doesn't want to get stuck in another vanilla relationship. Um, I think she's really enjoying this person.
2: But she says he's dominant.
0: Oh, right, okay, so so all this stuff went really fast for her. So her question is, I wasn't lying when I said I suspect being less emotionally bonded would make it easier for me to not feel jealous. So I think the, the not being emotionally bonded is, that would come about with having an open relationship, is
2: that? That's right, I read that part, and it is hard. Listen to the podcast I was on when Lil Ham and I reopened it, and uh, he saw someone else, it was, fucking struggle.
0: And she's wondering is it is it stupid for me to try and test myself by I guess insisting that that they go this route with her relationship or her lifestyle. She wants to stay open. Part of me thinks trying it sooner rather than later is the way to go, but then I'll just get used to it uh, and develop trust. I already know how hot it is. So she's afraid of being sucked into the relationship. Into the monogamous relationship? Yeah. Okay.
2: Right? Feelings are powerful. No, I totally know what she's saying.
0: And she's also saying, like, but I've always been the outsider in threesomes, and in my monogamous relationships, I've been somewhat prone to jealousy, yeah. and that's without having sex with other um, women together. Am I being naive to think I can learn to be secure enough for this, or that maybe I'll just find it easier than I think? So I guess the question is, like, uh, insists that they have... A relationship that can be open but is she is that not gonna work for her when it when it's her and her partner and third person is it even worth pursuing because it's not something that would work for her I've only been the third person I've never been in a couple and so and it seems very hard to
2: I think it's different like I've been there too yeah on the ups and the ins so
0: like, how do you handle it?
2: As... So I'm thinking specifically of my relationship with Little Ham and how we had the castrator come okay, in. Okay, so
0: you had, a, you had an open relationship and then you guys decide to close it but
2: swing. Yes! You two only meet with a third, right? Yeah, but we could also sleep with other couples, we could also do orgies, it's just we not But couldn't... the two of you have to be together? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, it did get to a point where we were seeing um, the castrator on our own, because I think you're right, like, you have to build trust. Emotions are a mess. But anyway, let me say the difference. So, like, we had to really consider the castrator's needs, right? We didn't want her to feel left out. We wanted to get her needs met. She's trans. We wanted to make sure she got her needs met. It was just, like, over-communication. I cannot stress enough. Like, I'm not sure how you feel in a marriage. Um, You've been married before as well, but just, like, over-communicating. Uh, I've never gone wrong with that. I don't know how you all feel about that. I, I It has gone wrong for me. Oh, like, has it? Yeah,
0: like I don't f- really find cishet dudes want to talk. It's uncomfortable for them and it can actually make things worse. It's so interesting. I, I would love to like, it gets to the point where it's like, oh, you're talking too much yeah. about this stuff. I want to just, you know, I think, it, I think it's too painful. It's too like triggering. It's too, like mm. people don't want to go there. I could talk all, night and day. I mean, I love it because I feel like I don't understand the human beings. Oh, you know,
2: you know, toxic masculinity, like, tells them to keep the, the feelings inside, and I think that's, that's a major issue, like, I think understanding how to, like, dismantle toxic masculinity. Do we want our guest to say anything? He's, like, nodding with us. Are you, a, are you a cishet dude? Why don't you come over here and weigh in? <laughs> Welcome to next talk we have.
3: <laughs> Apparently I'm an expert in being a Dude.
2: Okay, <laughs> you're, you're friends with. The thing with your perspective is you're friends with a lot of queer people. You go to queer clubs. Like you've got a really healthy perspective. So I'd, I'd really like to hear what you have to say. This is Jason. Hi,
3: everyone.
0: Do you want to mention he was on the show
2: before?
3: Yes, that? this
0: yeah. is Jason from the last time we did. Jeremy, he, he This is the dream, the dream guy, the dream boat. Yeah. yeah. All right. Don't get now. Uh,
3: to speak about the sort of cishet do tendency to clam up and not talk about their feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I—that's I, mm, <clears throat> never really been something that's like a deal for me. I, <laughs> I, I definitely that. overshare. So I think I'm not like a person who can speak as like, oh, I used to be that way and then I transformed because I've always kind of been a person who is very verbose about how I feel about stuff Mm -hmm. um, and and have worked really hard to develop a vocabulary to articulate what I'm feeling. Do you see a therapist? I have.
0: Has that been helpful? I'm not
3: currently, but yeah, for four years I went Mm -hmm. to therapy and I recommend it for everyone watching and your family. So, um, yeah, I mean therapy for everyone. So like mental health is awareness especially for men is something that's like kind of an advocacy track that I have um, personally because I do like fundraising for that and stuff. Oh cool. So because you know I think especially in American culture um, I can't speak to the rest of the world but I think in American culture in which I was raised there's definitely like this kind of Sense of it, it's kind of like a, a there's a uh, there's a book called Iron John and it's like about men not talking about their feelings. Oh, and okay. um, I haven't read it because I don't know how to read, but like,
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> but
3: I discussed it with a friend of mine who had read it and oh. it, it touched upon a lot of these kinds of things because I don't think that men are encouraged to in our culture yeah. to uh, demonstrate vulnerability. Absolutely. And this, this absolutely is the result of patriarchy. Mm -hmm. toxic masculinity, and the reality is, is that men not talking about their feelings oftentimes leads to uh, all kinds of pathologies, both that act out upon their partners, their family, and themselves. Men are 75% of the suicides in the world, you know, and so like carrying around your feelings and not having a place, especially, you know, in people who have experienced trauma, not having a place to articulate that stuff. So, you know, if you find yourself in a relationship with a cishet dude who can't talk, uh, mm. about how he feels, like, it's an imperative to either get that person on the page with you so that you can have a vocabulary, whether that's through couples therapy or your mm. own journey, or dump the motherfucker. Mm.
2: Can I ask you, what's the friend that read Iron John, with he also head? No, she was not. Okay, well that's really interesting that you got a uh, perspective from a female identifying person. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We were both anthropology majors. You went to UCLA, I went to Cal State Long Beach. But you know what I learned is, yeah, the only acceptable Emotion for men to show is rage. I'm I'm not sure how you feel about that And you know, we see these things in the mass school shootings and things like that Which is you know a real downer to bring up.
3: Um, I think it's reinforced by the culture both Mm. pop culture and again This kind of outdated puritanical idea of men being strong silent and Mm. women being the realm of emotion for men being aggressive protective rageful Mm. and then the role of women being the emotional dainty you know, sensitive. Um, right, women nurturing. cannot show rage. Yeah. Like
2: You think about. Hillary. I can. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <maybe>. can, <Come> <laughs> Please. Anyway, okay. okay. yeah.
0: Um, well, thank you very much. Bye. Okay. <laughs> I... <laughs> See ya. That was great. Thank
1: <laughs> you. No, oh, thank I you so much, and thank you for recommending the book. They, they, yeah. they do have audio books. Oh. You're aware of that, right? I, I'm... <laughs> oh, you're deaf as well. Okay, that's rough. It's just um, a lip <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. sharing your perspective on that. Uh, I want to mention, okay, so Steve K says, speaking of men talking too much, every time Bira mentions getting trapped by nerds that want to talk about Star Wars makes me laugh. (laughs) When do, okay, hold on. Did I do that? Did I talk about nerds talking about Star Wars? I guess I've mentioned that. I do want to say I just came back from, uh, I was in Lake Arrowhead this morning. Oh wow! That's yeah, morning. this that's morning strange. I was at Max Fun Con. Max Fun is attack You feel attacked? Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, no. I got it. I got it. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, I did. I did mention. St- yeah, I did mention uh, Star Wars. It's okay, Wars. Josh. Yeah. Um, She's not talking about you. I'm not talking about you specifically, but yes, thank you. You're. i are talking about everyone me. else in our life. Yeah, our <laughs> <laughs> uh, family. And my, yeah, my oh. husband and child. Anyway. Um, I came back from Max FunCon. Max FunCon is um, the convention of comedy enthusiasts um, that gets together. They did get together every year. This is the last one, unfortunately. Listeners and admirers of podcasts on Maxman Fun, so like Judge John Ham, Judge John Ham, John
2: (laughs) Bonsmith. It's gonna lead to something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now I have Judge John. Ham uh, yes. is this is, a, is that show. I would
2: okay, I think I'd like John John Ham to judge me. But anyway, okay. um, not Don Draper, <laughs> but
1: um, uh, Baby Genius. There's a lot of different uh, podcasts. They're all really good. And I, as an introvert, it's really hard for me to go to things like these. My husband was performing, which is the reason we were there. And I, people want to talk to him. Mm. And. People also want to talk to me, and that's really difficult because I don't, I'm an introvert. But they have a handout that they give people before you go there telling them how you need to act when you're there, and it has, it's, it's all about consent you're going to be meeting a lot of people, you need to make sure that you ask before you uh, join a table. You know, because uh-huh. it's like all these communal... Oh, for like,
2: people who are coming, not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's, that it's, makes sense. it's the
1: way that everybody's supposed to ask. So, so cool. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, you're here to have fun, you're here to laugh, you're here to meet people. Make sure that you ask before you get a hug, before wow. you, definitely before sexual stuff, all that kind of stuff. And it was like, it's wonderful, because the entire time I'm there, it's like, somebody will come up to me and go like, for example, I was at the pool with my son, and a guy that I actually knew from the last one that we went to, Came over and said, "Hey, can I hang out with you?" And I said, "I'm actually having family time right now." And he went, "Great!" And he walked away. Wow. And it was like, "I know, it's just so great." And then we hooked up later and talked. We didn't hook up. You we guys hooked up? <laughs> no, we did
3: not. But, I
2: was like, um, wow, it's changing the but, podcast.
1: But it was like it's all, it was, so. Basically, my point is, it was a whole convention where consent was um, <laughs> completely necessary, and they talked about it. And it's a, like a very diverse crowd. It's a fandom crowd, of course, because it's you know comedy fans, very neurodiverse. I'm going to say. Um, yeah. All genders and sexualities represented. So, you know, it's, it's a bunch of people from all over the country and, and people from different countries too coming. So, anyway, I just, I really love that. I loved, you know, it was like, it was a comedy orgy. Basically, it was the closest Ooh. I'm going to get to an orgy. Oh. Oh. It was a comedy oh. orgy. I mean, and actual orgies do happen there, apparently, but... Um,
2: <laughs> that would be great. Are people <laughs> telling jokes?
1: That's yes. what awesome. <laughs> orgy i want to be in. Yeah, anyway, so that's that's my story that I'd throw in. Yeah. Oh, sorry, does your husband have a podcast, or he was just doing hosting? They have a comedy show. They have a stand-up comedy show. There's, like, a bunch of different, like, workshops and stuff that they'll do all day, and then they'll have, in the evening, performances. Oh, this Saturday nights. they have these stand-up performances, and he was on that show. Okay. cool. Yeah, so we went. I brought my son. Who was the only child there? People, oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> uh, really, they felt like they had to um, censor themselves, and they do not. Oh, right. cool. yeah. that's
2: awesome. They sure don't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he listen to this podcast? <laughs> um, he does not listen to this one.
1: Yeah. Speaking of um, Star Wars, I'm sure there are plenty of people that uh, would have talked my ear off about Star Wars, but it was a comedy. I think Steve clarified that it's at work. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah. Well, I. They're they're very techie people. That's true. Yeah. They like to talk about stuff like that. Oh, I know. Actually, I would love to see Judge John Hamm as he he would have been the Mac for sure, not the PC. You're totally right. (laughs) Um, Is it okay if I corner you and talk about Star Wars? You know what? No, only Star Trek. Oh, there's a a difference? Does anyone have a question
0: for Pri? Or would anyone like to join us? Yeah, if if you have a question, you need to hop on. Are we done with Mallory? Well, I mean, I think you did kind of answer it, because she's wondering, you know, does she change direction? She's got momentum going with, like, experimenting with this new mode, and she's falling in love with somebody. Does she give it
2: up? Or, I guess I did answer that earlier, but she's also talking about jealousy, so you're not going to know until you try. So, like, if you're really in love with this guy and you want to get together, but he's only Dom and Sis, uh, yeah. And you're willing to just sleep with other Sis women, stuff like that. You never know until you try. So We
0: were talking about Dom dudes earlier. And I was like, I, I'm sorry that I screamed at you in the car. No, you didn't. I drove
2: over here with you. <laughs> I'd like your reaction, your visceral reaction.
0: I had a very visceral reaction. <laughs>
2: Go ahead and talk
0: about it if you want.
2: Oh, so, you know, if you listened to the podcast in the past, Lil Ham, who was my main partner, we broke up three weeks ago. But it's fine because we're buddies. Uh, you know, I just did Good some problem. soul searching. And, um... I decided I, I didn't want to leave the place I was living. I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to have children. I really like the way my life is, and that wasn't going to work in an escalator relationship. So um, he understood, and we're still friends. But uh, now I'm reassessing what I want sexually. I'm bisexual, but I used to identify a switch.
0: What does that switch mean?
2: It means I like to be dominant and submissive. But yeah, I used to like to be, you know, slapped and choked in bed by men. But now I'm just like, I have to face systemic patriarchy every day. I have to put up with, like, (laughs) men dominating me every day. I don't think I want this anymore. Like, I was with my partner, Vincent, months ago, and he was like, you used to like this stuff. And that's kind of what made me think about it. And I was like, I guess I don't anymore. Yeah, i kind of reassessing what I want. And being dominant is a lot of work. So I don't know if I always want to be dominant. What are your thoughts, Bebe? <laughs>
1: <laughs> when, she, when she said that, wait, hold on. We have a question in the audience. Can
3: I interject? Yes. When you're, when you're with somebody, you set a template for your, your dynamic, and that, ty- that, that, that template isn't fixed, it's fluid. And so you were saying, what you were saying, like, what I like now is different than when we got together. So what you did before was cool, but I don't want you to do it anymore. That's emblematic of such a healthy communication dynamic.
2: It is, but also the partner is a necessary fluid themselves. So sometimes their sexual styles won't work out anymore, and so you kind of have to reanalyze your whole relationship, or at least this is my experience.
1: Would you say you either grow
2: together or grow apart? I'm such a bad one to ask because I always grow apart. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I mean sometimes you can grow together, like when Lil Ham and I were together, we grew together and seeing other people together. In my first cishet relationship, I just grew the fuck out of there. (laughs) But also in my queer relationship I had I grew in different ways. We did a lot of things together, but at the end of the day I wanted to do more exploration on my own. They weren't one to be in, like, an open relationship. Um,
1: I want to say real something really quick about Mallory, and then I think you have something to say about the dominant thing. Oh, yeah, I just have
0: a uh, little anecdote.
1: Which I desperately want to hear. Um, but as an outsider to polyamory, when we were talking about this a little bit earlier, Mallory's story sounds a lot like many other stories that I've heard about people who go into, a, like, a, you know, different lifestyle, and a lot of it has to do with not reliving a shitty marriage. You know, not going back to to that whatever that was before. So, uh, you know, if I was going to throw my two cents in here, I'd say Mallory just
2: keep keep uh, you know, dating ladies and don't go don't go back to the one dude thing, right? That's also what I wanted to say. Date non-binary people and trans people too. That's a whole different experience. Like the castrator she lived a lot of her life as a cis male, but she is so in tune with intersectional feminism. It's amazing, and I did not get that from even dating cis queer men. So, uh, yeah, I think you need to keep exploring different genders if that's what you're into. You might just be into cis genders, but I definitely recommend that. So, Barbara,
1: oh, do you want? To, should we check any of the comments? Uh, yeah, I've been reading them. Steve K says he wants to produce a podcast just about John Hamm.
2: Well, actually, we're going to come back to John.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, when she said, um, I don't want to be dominated by men anymore, I I think I, like, almost blew her out of the car, because I was like, me neither! (laughs) I mean, it's just, like, that's my work, that's relationships that I am not entirely, haven't cut off completely, because I can't, it's, like...
2: Your chair story at work—I will always love that.
0: Oh God, yeah.
2: Um, what, what, when did we talk? What episode was that? The chair oh, story. Stick it to the man.
0: Stick it to the man. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the the heights that this ridiculousness goes to is awful. Uh, I experience it on every job, and I'm dependent on my job to support my children. You know, it's like it's not fun anymore. Um, but I did have a, um, a story about a Zoom I had. So so wait, set it up. You, okay. you met this guy on Hinge. You guys had a Zoom date. Yes. Okay. To go back a little bit, at the last, very last minute I looked up his name, because I finally had his full name. And he's very well known in the industry, and the first thing that comes up, he's very accomplished, is sexual harassment. So, I have like two minutes to make the decision, do I acknowledge that I know who he is? <laughs> or do I pretend that I don't? Which is incredibly awkward. So, so I, it, it's ha- sexual harassment in, in the workplace? In the workplace, mm-hmm. yes. And it's in the entertainment industry, so it's like, I really should, I did know who he was, you know, and I think he thought I would have known who he was. But I mean, <laughs> Bowtie Josh says run. <laughs> <laughs> well I went ahead with the the Zoom call anyway. I have to admit I was curious because of what he he had created a show and it was a show I really liked. And I thought it would be interesting to talk to him.
2: Can I ask, Did he does he know who you were, like, as a Poobel twin? I don't think so. Oh, I don't think so interesting. Because okay. I, I really kept
0: that off of my... I kept it very plain, okay. th- that particular set of pictures and that information. I didn't have any costume photos. I didn't mm. want, like...
2: I, know, I was wondering if you put those on your dating yeah, profile. Yeah. I was like, they don't know who Bibi Pubell is? Yeah, well, now I do. Now I have, like, a leecho oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, that's because cool. I feel safer. I didn't feel safe before. Yeah, that you know, makes sense. Because I
0: would be identified. I could, you could figure out who I was. Anyway, so the very last minute I decided I'm going to pretend I don't know who he is. So I got on the call, and it was awkward from the beginning because we were, like, kind of dancing around what our jobs were. <laughs> And he kept saying, yeah, I'm working on a my new show. I was like, oh, what, you know, what is your new show? And he would kind of look at me like, of course you know what my new show is. Um. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, also what came up was like, oh, he knows my bosses. Mm. They're, they're friendly because uh, I was working with live action people at the time. So one of the first things he goes is, how tall are you? What? <laughs> and I said... I don't know, like five four. How tall are you? And he launches into this like, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, I was, I was in this writer's room, and um, you know, everyone was like trying to guess how tall I was, and I was, I was like, I'm five ten, but everyone was saying I'm five seven, but I'm not five seven. So it was like it just spiraled out of control, oh and it was awful. <laughs> um, and then also very quickly, he goes, I'm dominant, so so you know, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> it's like, okay, a little early to bring that up, but... And then we would like have normal conversation <laughs> because we realized we know the same people in the industry and, and then it would dip into these other places. And he, he told a story about directing this woman. It was a new oh. scene. And I was like, the whole time was just testing me, testing me. I was like, And there was something to do with, like, the camera, where the camera was. And, you know, the on-set person was like, you know, you can't get too close to her. And he said, you know, if I wanted to film her tits, I'd, you know, etc.
2: I can't believe he said that to you he's dominant Mm.
0: and um, yeah totally dominant (laughs) (laughs) what's a term on Jamie (laughs) (laughs) and um, and then I was like I I don't get it like I don't get the story because I've you know I was thinking about in terms of like acting like like, you're creepy like what is the story you're telling me if I was on set I've been on set in my underwear plenty of time and it's really uncomfortable and it's like you need that professionalism and I don't know what the story that you're telling me is the weirdest Thing about this story is, if you were directing
1: somebody, you are already dominant, supposedly in the situation. You are the probably the most dominant person yeah, in the in room. You're in control. So if you need to exert extra dominance. That's weird. You obviously don't have like a full grasp of what your position is in there. In fact, you should be trying
2: to make her feel comfortable. Yeah. Like and that's, that power dynamic, like right? you're their boss. Yeah. You think they can really speak up without you know retaliation? Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, th- like, I think
1: Josh actually is gonna volunteer to, um, to, uh, to take this case. Oh, yay! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just, just joking, we would never use you for legal advice, I promise. <laughs> Uh, Unless it had to do with Star Wars, yes.
0: <laughs> which Vera loves, <laughs> I
1: do love it. I do love Star
0: Wars a lot. So then, like we ta- we talked ta- for an hour, and it was actually pleasant when it when it wasn't going back that direction. And then we're just about to wrap up, and he goes, "So, what's the what's your favorite part of your body?" And I just went, "Okay, here in the office hours, Barbara taps her forehead as if indicating her brain." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, come on!" <laughs>
1: you like, my tits! Yeah. <laughs> my tits, I love them! I love them!
0: It was like, he tried He tried for an hour to get it to that place, and then he just, like, gave up. He was like, Whoa. So, and that's where we ended I'm did trying
1: it. to dominate you! Why don't you let me dominate
0: you? <laughs> he sounds extremely insecure for someone so accomplished. I know. You know, it's so for all those accomplished people out there. You don't you don't, you know, just go go home and watch your work and feel good about it. Don't yeah. say.
1: Josh says this is not first call material and I agree. If you're going to be dominant, that's something that should like come up in the moment when it's sexy, when you feel that the person is responding to that. I mean, I don't know. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but has anybody going,
0: I'm dominant. You know, is that like a turn on? I mean, the whole thing was like, oh, I want to meet him just so I can crush him between my fingers. Like, he really triggered that thing in me, where it's like, if you're going to say you're dominant in that way, I just want to like turn you into dust.
2: Yeah, yeah, it sounded like a manipulative move. Like, I'm dominant, so you better submit now. But I think like talking about your sexual style is important. That's part of communication. I agree, but I I feel like that should have been, if that was that
1: important, it should have been in the bio. That's what, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's my that's feeling. Like, yeah, you know, good uh, point, good point. Let's see if oh, what is, hold on, hold on. Use the force, good one, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy says call back. <laughs> also, real dom energy with the height combo. Um, uh, every, just strong dom energy at all
0: time.
1: I'm dominant, why won't you let me be dominant? Anyway, yeah, like,
0: if there's nothing, I don't know, if there's any women out there who are like, I don't know you, but I want to be dominated by you, I would love to hear about it. I, I think you just should have said your peanuts, Barbara. I My think pe- that's,
1: yes, I think that's what you should have said. And just left it, you know, do you have one? You're not going to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could be over there. You know? Yeah. It could be in her strap right now. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> Sorry that didn't work out, Barbara. I got over it. You did. I got a good story out of it.
2: You did. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good one. So,
1: Jeremy did have a question. We have thirteen minutes left. Aww. Ever encounter someone pretending to be open to polyamory just because they were afraid to lose a partner who wanted to explore it, so they became increasingly jealous?
2: That's probably the. Oh, you're looking at me. Yeah. Um, Hi. Hello. Asked pre. Oh. Hey, Brian with the perpetual twins? Goodness. <laughs> um. You know, I've met people who said that they were okay with it. That they were okay with like just having an open relationship but they were actively pushing towards a monogamous relationship so they say things like oh well I really want a girlfriend things like that and like keep you know texting me calling me setting up dates they just thought I could they could break me and that's a super turn-off that's when you want to run away and I just think it's super disrespectful when you take the time to communicate what your dating style is like don't fucking try to turn someone you know respect their their style you know good answer Oh, good, thanks. I was hoping I answered that question, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Josh says, uh, first call should be, how was your day? And what do you do for fun? And not going full perv, yes. (laughs) Put that on a t-shirt and uh, wear that next time. Barbara, I think we need to, do you still have this information? Yes. Why? Let's invite him on the podcast. No. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Sorry. I I would
2: love that. I tried. (laughs) tried.
0: (laughs) Do you have any other, like, how about advice for people who are thinking about opening up their... Relationship style to something less traditional and Victorian.
2: Well, and you know, it's easier to do on your own But it's not easy Like I started because I broke up with someone and I was just like I'm not doing the monogamous Road anymore and um, but it's so much more complex Ah, This is this is a complex question to answer. Do it alone. It's easier that way You can explore all the genders all the sexualities all the kinks you want on your own terms you don't have to compromise with a partner and that's why i think it's so hard to be especially with like a a straight just a straight partner because you really don't get to explore everything you could if you wanted to uh if you want to open up a relationship the thing was with little ham as we went into it open the pandemic closed it and then we reopened it and i was i experienced some unexpected feelings after becoming attached that's very very hard read ethical slut (laughs) about opening a relationship that will give you some good advice but it's hard my uh, you know my advice to everyone is just be single all the time and fuck whoever you want (laughs) and build a like a community around you that can help you when you're sick when you're old I mean that's what I was talking about in the podcast I was in and that's what I continue to do that's a lot of communication that seems like you need a lot of skill like people skill you have to build it up i was talking to my therapist about it there is not a roadmap on how to live a single life because that's not how our society is set up and i think i've gotten to her to a place where she doesn't even know what to say so i don't even know i don't know where doesn't yeah Yeah. (laughs) i don't know where to go for therapy now it's just like i'm groping in the dark but it's like a lifestyle that i've wanted for many many years and even if i do keep getting monogamous relationships they just don't work out so i'm like just something you always have to work on
0: um and you you think that the anxious no your avoidant Avoidant style (gasps) is has something to do with that
2: that's what my therapist thinks i was anxious for many years and maybe i've like gone all the way to the other side of being avoidant but what she would say is like well let's talk about if you do get in in another relationship again i'm like well that's what i want to avoid i want to try to like live my life and get my needs met and not be in a traditional relationship and she didn't know what to say, but I wow. answer her question. Wow. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. Hey, if you all know of uh, like a queer friendly <laughs> <Tell> alternative, <free. laughs> yes, uh, therapist out there, cause she was supposed to be a, an alternative relationship therapist, but now we were like hit a brick wall. This isn't my therapy session, you two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so do we have any last words?
1: for this session of Office Hours? No, thank you for joining us, guys. I wish all the comments would show up when we post this video, but uh, thank you so much. We read all of them. You guys are so great. And also, thank you, audience member. Yay! Thanks for your perspective. Uh, If you're in L.A., maybe next time, we are going to keep doing these. Maybe we could have other audience members.
0: Um, And we're also always taking questions. Pre is our resident expert. (laughs) <laughs> She's agreed to help us out. Hearts! Um, so, We've got hearts! Yay! <laughs> so please, yeah, DM us. Um, and we'll let you know when we're doing our... we we'll look for plane. our next office hours. Yeah. You have five minutes. Do you want to go check yeah. us look Yeah! <laughs> let's go look at the golden poppy, guys.
1: Join us on Instagram at... Ah. Daddy, Ladies and at the Pooh Bell Twins. You can also give us money on Cash App, dollar sign Daddy, Ladies.
3: You can also give us a five-star rating whenever you listen on podcast.
1: Also, you can give us a great review. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.